0: is popping you guys and welcome back to the long-awaited ninth eight ninth episode of the meat parade podcast it is your girl uh Mackenzie we are back we are live and we've got a great episode today it's perfect for what is currently going on I don't know if you guys have stayed informed with the news but shit is fucking crazy in the world right now um, so I guess since it's been a minute, we're just going to go back through. Um, I'll introduce myself one more time. My name is Mackenzie. My pronouns are she and her. Um, I am a straight female. Um, and then these are my guests. Go ahead. I'm
1: back again. Uh, Sammy, pronouns he, him, bisexual. That's about it. Yeah. Oh, social Democrat. Let's, period, let's period. do that.
2: And I'm Lola. I am... A Scorpio and I'm bisexual and my pronouns is she her
0: love it love it
2: we've got got some great guests today for a great episode
0: um sorry for the long wait you guys it has been crazy and I've been honestly this kind of ties into the episode and this is why I chose this topic today you're seeing the title it's called I don't fuck republicans I really have been MIA because I've been devoting a lot of my time and energy to the Bernie Sanders campaign um, I am a campus leader at my campus, <laughs> getting an applause. I also um, am a an officer for my school's uh, Bernie Sanders Club, so it's been interesting. I've been canvassing and talking to people in the community, so that's why you guys had to wait so long, but thank you for being patient with me. Um, so let's get down to it, Um, Yeah. All right, so I kind of wanted to talk today uh, about kind of the divisive nature of politics in dating life. Um, I'll say it once, I'll say it again, I don't fuck Republicans. And I think that's a pretty, pretty hardcore stance um, for me. Like, I it's really something that that I literally don't make any, I don't cut around any corners for people who don't believe mm-hmm. the same thing as me uh, when it comes to dating. Actuals. So uh, I guess I'll start off with like a little story from last week. Um, I was on Tinder. I actually tweeted this um, and it was like me crying alone uh, about how nobody will ever love me. And it was like a picture of the sad cat like crying. (laughs) And it was like versus me when a white man holding a fish super likes me on Tinder. And it was like the grossed out alien. No. <laughs> and um, literally like that day, some guy super liked me on Tinder and he was holding, he was a white dude holding a fish. Um, and so I sent him that tweet and he literally, I mean, he literally came for my wig, like right after. So I sent him the tweet and he said, what, first response, what more should I expect from a liberal? Oof. I was like, oof. Okay. This guy, this guy's got some opinions. Like I'm ready to fight. And I saw him like Bernie beats Trump baby with like a winky face. And he was like, LMAO, nah, I don't need my shit for free. I'll work for it. I'm gonna get mine either way, though. Don't you worry. And I'll keep on catching fat fish and posting pics laughing emoji. And I was like, respect. You use that white privilege to keep doing that. And I'll use mine to keep fighting for equity for the marginalized communities of the United States. Period. And then I unmatched him. So So, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Like you right off the bat, like there was already like this tension between Hmm. us. You know what I mean? Like. It was kind of joking, but it was definitely, like, rooted yeah. in, like, some serious yeah. turmoil. Um, but, yeah, that's, like, my most recent experience with kind of, like, coming face-to-face with some, you know, Republicans on dating yeah. apps. I know you kind of have.
1: Yeah, but my situation is, like, a little bit different. So mm-hmm. I started, like, dating this guy when I was living in Miami. And um, things were, like, going okay. We had been, like, dating like, hooking up for a while. And um, I don't know, like, where... The conversation like came up, but we like for some reason. I think he brought it up. Actually, he started talking about like politics, and he's like, "Oh, so like, are you what? Like, what are you?" And I was like, "Well, I mean, I'm a Democrat. Like, what do you mean?" And he was like, "Oh, because like I'm a Republican." And I was like, "Oh, yikes. Okay, that's like a lot." And I was like, "So like, do you identify with like the Republican Party and like what it represents in today's like socio political climate? Like, what the modern Republican Party stands for is like a very strong." Opinion,
0: yeah, especially on social issues. Oh,
1: definitely, especially
0: with the election of Trump four years ago, I feel like it brought it into the main
2: light.
1: Yeah,
2: um, like they got in bolder. Oh my God, yeah. And now that he's reelected, they're just like, yeah, he's gonna win because wasn't he like not impeached all the way? No, no. yeah, like like, canceled or something like that. Yeah, I mean, he's gotten, you
0: know, as a white man in America, like, there's a lot of privilege associated with that, and it's like, you can use it for the better, but he definitely uses it to Mm. his advantage and kind of exploits it a little bit in the way that he has gotten off, you know, with sexual assault cases, with non-disclosure agreements, with paying off a porn star,
2: you know, with cheating on his wives. They brought that up at the, um at the debate with Mike Bloomberg and they were bringing him up and like blaming him for having like clo- like cases where women couldn't talk about like what Yeah, the non-disclosure cases Yeah, with, like, and I yeah. remember one of the candidates put him on the spot and said, oh, like why don't you guys release the women and let them talk and let them tell their stories to see if that was really the truth and you mm-hmm. guys just didn't give him a check just to shut up.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah exactly yeah. I and mean, we'll definitely get back into that at the end of the episode, but that's a pretty good example of like, you know, I think about it in the, in the way that Barack Obama Um, He faced so much, you know, coming up for election. And I think if a black man were to have that same history, if a black man were to be put up for impeachment or really any, any minority person, anybody from a marginalized community, even like a gay man, I think wouldn't have stand a chance, you know,
1: it's again, at the end of the day, it's like, where, because you're a minority, you have to like prove yourself more just to be seen.
0: Yeah. And I always like to bring that up to people. Um, what about you, Lola? Do you ever, have you ever kind of gotten
2: into a tiff with anyone you were dating over politics? Um, yes. And I feel like it it is kind of difficult to surpass those types of beliefs because I I try to gear myself towards being with somebody that has the same political views as me so that we could be on the same page but if I, I like doing like I like having debates and stuff like that. But some people have mindsets that are set differently, especially with Republicans and Democrats, like with the whole abortion thing. Yeah. And trying to take that right back from women that fought so much to get those rights. And yeah.
0: yeah. And like my
2: relationships, that's that was like the main thing that I would always fight about, which was weird because a lot of people that I would be with they'd be like, Oh, um, that shouldn't be a right, that, that's a human life, whatever. And I feel like those are like closed-minded for me. Yeah. And I'm so open-minded that I I wouldn't be able to relate to that person. Yeah.
0: yeah. Exactly. That is a huge deal breaker. Um, actually. So a couple deal breakers that are really, really important when it comes to dating. And this was pulled from an article um based on evidence from eHarmony, um, that uh liberal people are very, very passionate about climate change and that it would be hard to date somebody who disagrees with them on climate change. Almost 65% of people agree that they would Mm -hmm. not be able to uh, date somebody who disagrees with them on climate change. Same goes for Republicans when talking about gun control. Mm -hmm. And then right in the middle of that, two very, um, you know, a very divisive topic is obviously abortion, Roe versus Wade. Mm -hmm. Just saying, you guys, if you're listening to this, we accept a lot of opinions and a lot of, you know, uh, feelings of people on this uh, podcast. I respect all of the opinions, but I do not respect anybody who feels like Roe versus Wade to be overturned. And yeah. that's on period.
1: Yeah. So if that's
2: you tone- not, That's for real. Yeah. Especially
1: considering that, like, the whole abortion thing and, like, women having the right to their own body plays such a big part in just, like, dating, period. Yeah. It's, like, such a direct, like, relationship to the way that
0: women are kind of oppressed in the dating scene. Mm. So, some statistics I kind of wanted to pull from just kind of base this um, evidence in fact is that um, 64% there was a 64% increase in uh, political terms appearing on users' dating profiles uh, shortly after the 2016 election. This is in a study by eHarmony. Um, And they found almost half the users mentioned Trump either positively or negatively in their profiles. Um, As dating app usage has increased dramatically over the past decade, especially with the polarization happening from the 2016 election. Mm-hmm. Um, users have basically given these unprecedented, you know, discretions to select these characteristics that they, you know, kind of desire in and their they identify other. with yes, and identify with. And, um, Some dating platforms have even emerged, kind of, um, yeah, so that you can be alone, you know, on this website and not even have to come face to face mm. with like people. There's like Hinge
1: and like Clover and like certain dating apps where you can like literally like look for people based off their political affiliation.
0: Yeah, well, not even that. There's literally like a website called Conservatives Only. There's (laughs) Trump
2: Singles is a real website, you guys. Okay, so that's honestly, I feel like that's a little bit helping out. Because, like, let's say you go on Tinder, right? And, like, you know, you match with this cute, like, you know, I'm Afro-Latina. I match with, like, this cute white boy. I Like, he's so cute. But he votes for Trump. And then that's, like, and then I'll swipe. I swipe left. And then I get another white boy. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing. So I feel like that really does help people who are looking for different types of people, like, find who they need. And then if you go to, like, the websites, they're not going to find, like, how like your experience right now. Mm-hmm. if. If he would have went on a different website, like the Trump singles or whatever, Mm -hmm. like he wouldn't have found a problem. But since like Tinder is so like mixed together, then that's where everything causes like the friction of everybody bouncing Yeah, for
0: sure. And you know, you gotta keep in mind, there's a lot of people who are, you know, whether they support you know trump or bernie or biden or whatever like you know they don't maybe they don't entirely identify with the party Mm -hmm. but the thing is i feel like we see a lot more like polarized people yeah Mm -hmm. i
1: feel like historically there have been a lot of people who were moderate or apolitical or whatever you want to call it but because of like the socio-political climate we live in like today not even just like in the u.s but like the uk and pretty much like all over the world um like, everything is so bipartisan and yeah. so divisive. Like, people really strongly identify with, like, one side or the other.
0: Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like with the current, you know, system in the United States, the, the election system and the political system is, like, you have to be on one yeah. side or the other. Like, you have to because you're not going to get support from, no, from the other. Literally, yeah. literally exactly. I, like, Which is
1: why Bernie is, like, a Democrat.
0: Yeah. If I've learned anything from, like, the amount of canvassing and, like, talking to people that I've done over the past month, you know, talking about Bernie in, you know, public... It's like, you know, people are very, very, like, polarized. And so if somebody, if somebody comes up to me, they're like, actually, I'm planning on voting for Trump. Like, it's not even worth my energy to try to tell them about Bernie's platform because they're a lost cause at that point. Yeah, Really, who we're trying to persuade are the people that don't necessarily have opinions or identify as apolitical. So You know, it's gotten to that point for me, too. I mean, I debate with some of my conservative family members, and I'm like, you know what? Like, they want to debate with me, and I'm like, this is a waste of my energy, because you're not going to change your vote, I'm I'm not not going to change change your vote, so so that's kind of, like, where I'm at, but, like, as far as, like, having, like, let's just use climate change and abortion. Mm -hmm. Could you date someone? who disagrees with those
1: no i mean especially for me because climate change is such a big part of my like the i my stance on climate change is such a big part of my identity being vegan being i'm trying to be zero waste like it's like such a big part of who i am and like i do my best to try and like work against that even like lola can like vouch for me like i've Literally. He's actually
2: turned me into like a hardcore, like, before I used to litter and do stuff like that, like, which was really stupid. And then he brought me to my attention and be like, listen, like, this is the earth we live on, like, you know, stuck in your life and your whole world, like, you're going to get wrapped up. But at the end of the day, you're not going to have a world to live in. If our world is trash. Yeah. Like right Now, every time facts. I litter, I like, I don't even litter anymore. Every time I think, like, somebody throws something out the window, like, how you maybe used to make Mm. me do, stop the car, and go pick it up, and then we'll go throw it in the trash. I Mm. feel like that's helped a lot with, like, my conscience and how I feel, like, contributing to the earth and stuff like that. Right. And
1: because it's such a big part of my identity, I mean, like, it's, even, like, with friendships, I find it, like, with climate change and with abortion, like, even, like, my friendships, like, I kind of have to, like, walk on eggshells a little bit because I really do not support, like, anybody who has opinions that are opposite on me on those. Cause it's like you're not even like basing it on opinion anymore. It's like you're either accepting fact or, or you're, you're denying, denying science. Yeah, like that's science. literally exactly.
0: it. Yeah. So what about you look so you're saying no,
2: you wouldn't either. Like you can't No, really. I wouldn't because that would create a lot of friction in the relationship that I would be very like, you know, hush like if we go and you're like, let's say Let's say you're drinking a water bottle and like you're my, you're my boyfriend or anything or my girlfriend and you throw the water bottle out the way. But you'd be like, oh, somebody's going to pick it up. And we're sitting there fighting 30 minutes on why you shouldn't have thrown it out. Even if somebody was to pick it up, what if that person never picked it up? It's still going to stay there. It's still going to create like bad stuff for the earth, like the air, especially in Florida. like mm. In Florida, there's a lot of littering because we do have a lot of people who do clean it up. So people mm. are really mindless about throwing, like, trash on the floor or, like, throwing cigarette buds everywhere. Mm. You know what yeah.
0: I mean? No, that's that's very true. And, like, for me, I know for a fact climate change and abortion are both things that I don't – you know, because – okay, so for me, it's, like – I had this conversation with another guy. I was, like, have you voted yet? Like, he's been trying to come at me for, like, months. And I'm, like, have you voted yet? He's, like, oh, like, you're so hot when you talk politics, which oh, we'll get yeah, into yeah. later. That's, like, such a fucking – what Problem. a statement yeah, that right, is. That's right so right problematic. That, yeah. But, like – the real issue is like, he was like, oh, so like, what if I don't identify with Bernie? What if I'm not voting? And I'm like, no, then I'm not like, I don't want anything from you. Because if you're not on my team, then why would we be in a partnership? Yeah. Exactly.
1: Especially like right now, because it's so divisive. And there's like, so such a like slim chance of like, Bernie winning or Trump winning or whoever it is. It's like, yeah, you really, it's so important to like, be active. And I just, like, can't sit there and, like, watch somebody be apolitical. Like, I can't do Yeah. A
0: right. Yeah, apolitical comes from a place of privilege, y'all. If you identify as apolitical, you need to acknowledge that. Like, to be apolitical comes from a place of privilege. Like, mm-hmm. you're not being affected by the system, but other people are. Yeah. And if you're not fighting, then is privilege gone to waste? That's mm-hmm. where negative, the negative connotation of white privilege comes from, yeah. is from ignorance. Because, yes, I, I benefit from white privilege. Probably every day my life, I look yeah. very, very white, and on paper, I'm Asian American and Native American. So but in person, in, it's person. Like a whole. In, in person, I'm just you know another white person. So I definitely benefit from that. So that's kind of why mm. I use my platform the way that I do to kind of advocate for others. Because really, like that's exactly what Bernie Sanders is. You know, when people bring up the oh, we have two old white people who are in the Democratic Party, all of the he minorities are out.
2: Before. He even became, but he was even running for president. He fought with, like, Martin Luther King. He was fighting for our rights way before this generation was even able to vote.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I feel like, okay, so for me, it's, like, activism is a huge part of my life. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what this podcast really is, is activism. Because it, you know, what I'm trying to do is create a climate where we can talk about, you know, sexuality and gender and, you know, all of the influences around it. In a space where you know because a lot of people say for example a lot of people are you know in in areas like where i came from pensacola Mm -hmm. people aren't necessarily as exposed to like non-binary people trans persons Mm -hmm. um you know bisexuality or even like homosexuality so it's like yes you know it can seem kind of scary at first like the idea of it if you've never been exposed to it before so what this space is kind of doing is you know allowing us to talk about it allowing us to get comfortable allowing you know, the people who aren't comfortable with those things yet to kind of hear from and understand, Like you know, the
1: narrative, of a the narrative and, a and the different
0: perspectives. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because
1: like, that's what it is. I personally have been so privileged to just grow up in big cities. Yeah. Um, so New York, Miami, Orlando, like these are all areas that are pretty diverse, pretty gay. So when I went um, to visit like my boyfriend in Tennessee, um, it was kind of a little bit of a culture shock just because yeah. – there were so many white people that had never been exposed to, like, first of all, like, an interracial relationship because my boyfriend is black. Yeah. And then on top of that, it's like, we're queer. Like, we're not a straight relationship. And mm-hmm. that is also, like, another point that, like, I had a specific moment where I went to a house party with uh, my boyfriend. And we we got, like, drunk. And he got, like, really wasted. He was just, like, laying on on my shoulder, um at the party. And then as we were just like laying there, um we kind of like start kissing and then this girl like walks up the stairs and she's like, Oh my god, I've never seen two boys kiss before. And oh. then it's like oh. oh I know, it's so weird. It
0: felt like fetishy almost it did, right yeah. Yeah. and that's it the thing too, it's like people who are in these like intersectional type of like like I don't want to say it's a disadvantage but it kind of is like culturally a disadvantage it to like is. be queer or to be interracial and it's like if we can like have these conversations around the microphone for everybody to listen to uh, and kind of understand it from that person's perspective mm-hmm. so that so that the person who doesn't necessarily understand it yet can be informed and hear these people answer the questions that maybe they want to ask but don't know how to phrase kind of answer questions that you know mm-hmm. maybe are valid but could come off very probing and you know prodding yeah. kind of from like if a straight person walks up, you're like, damn, never seen two boys kiss before. Yeah, that
1: feels no. very so it's almost a tad. Yeah, just, it
2: does. it's horrible because in Puerto Rico, I grew up and I'm bisexual, mm-hmm. so I was always like kind of like a tool for people to use to kind of decide what sexual preference they want to be, and that kind of sucks a little bit. Like let's yeah. say like you're very strong, like with mm-hmm. that biracial thing. Like for me being like darker and stuff like that a lot of women over there are light skin mm-hmm. like they're like about maybe his skin complexion or your skin complexion mm-hmm. so they would always come to me and be like oh i'm curious i want to do this i want to do that and as a privilege you know like they, they would get over it and then they'll get over it and me and yeah. then they would go live their lives and then you know what i mean it's just it's a circle like i feel like we're going back in time technically Ooh, yeah. like ep- history is repeating itself and i feel it like was now was- now in time like you can definitely see that especially with like racial and the politics nowadays, yeah. like everything feels like it's going Like back really at the end of the day,
1: I feel like with Trump's <laughs> presidency, we've kind of like, he's given a platform for people who didn't have a voice in like the mainstream to like really speak out about like what they believe in. Yeah,
0: exactly. Activism is where we're turning because, you know, you see it and it's like almost like anti-activism. Like, mm. you know, these, these people up at the top are trying to silence us. And that's, Really, truly, like, to bring it all back is, like, why I support Bernie Sanders, because he's an activist. He's not a politician. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? He's,
1: like, an activist who's just, like, oh, he just, like, started fucking around. And he's, like, yeah, maybe i'll do politics yeah
0: exactly because you know we need activists in politics we really do because honestly like the political system is very corrupt yeah that's what we're seeing from now from joe biden getting all those endorsements not even
1: just saying that but like also like certain like senators and like people in the republican party and like i'm not like shitting on the republican party necessarily but like i just hate people who just blindly follow like their political affiliations it's like yeah. you can't think for yourself yeah for example like senator collins who pretty much like when trump was being impeached she voted against like everything and she was like yeah but like i feel like after this whole situation like i feel like he's gonna learn like i hope he learns and but, it's like, like
2: how is he we, gonna learn yeah, yeah it's just another
0: example like of like us empowered. cutting corners for white privileged i yeah. mean exactly. like oh same thing with the mike bloomberg campaign where we see these commercials that are like you know, he had all those NDAs. He has a lot of acu- accusations of, of sexual harassment in the workplace. And there are women on the commercial saying... I like Mike. I like Mike. And to me, what that says is... It says, you know, he didn't sexually harass me. So I don't have a problem with mm. him. And th- I think that is so white feminist. I think mm. it is, like, very, very ignorant. You yeah. know, I just didn't like the rhetoric that was being promoted there. But, like, yeah. I don't know. Essentially, for me, it's like, you know, if we... If we are going to date, like, I want you to be on my team. Like, I want us – because I think, honestly, that, like, through, like, what I've kind of been doing with my life recently is, like, my path is, like, activism. My path is, like, advocating for other people who are, at you know, who have maybe less advantage than I do. And so it's, like, I want us to work together. Like, I want us to, you know, acknowledge the issues within the system and, like, I want – I need – At the end of the day everybody in a relationship needs support from their significant other and if I am fighting you in our bedroom about racism
1: that's an issue like even at the end of the day like I don't need you to be as like strong like headed as like hard-headed about me about like certain politics I don't need you to like do all the things that I do be as active as I am I just need you to like support where I come from yeah and like where we can like have a mutual like understanding of
0: like, like some serious like serious pinnacle issues, issues. like like climate
1: change like you know abortion right. like yeah. literally a lot of these topics especially like when you get into like the sphere of like social politics yeah because it's like now with like political political parties nowadays it's like not even about like the economic aspect or like even really the political aspect a lot of like identity within like political affiliation is about like the social issues
0: yeah exactly and i think you know that's where like a lot of the divide has come from but i mean that's the same thing with me it's like i you know i dedicate a lot of a lot of my time to you know campaigning Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. in this like currently during this election it's like if i have a partner and he doesn't want to like go stand on the side of the road with me with a sign that says Bernie B's Trump. Like, I understand that's not in everybody's comfort Mm -hmm. zone, but if you can lay in my bed and watch the political debate with me and kind of agree with most of the things I'm saying or kind of, like, at least have a civil discussion about it,
2: that is really, really As long as we're
1: not butting heads and there's no, like...
2: Even if you like to sit down with me just to watch the debate, just for me to be, like, you know, happy and listen to me, just rant about how I want to make the world better and stuff like that and hear you out yeah Yeah. Yeah. to To be be heard heard is so important especially in a relationship especially in a relationship yeah i kind of want to
1: like bring it back to the whole being heard thing and with like your personal narrative and how i feel that as a man like i don't get this as often as you do and like you have a completely different situation and i feel like with certain topics like abortion it's like it affects you more than it affects me because it's literally like a social issue based around like women and like it kind of like directly like correlates to like how women are treated, how women are oppressed. Yeah. So it's like in your lives, how does that affect you? Like people's yeah. stance on that.
2: Now I was at work, and it's so crazy that you mentioned this. The other day, I caught feelings. I did. I went around my whole job, and I I saw the men in my job. What do you think about women? Like I put in a perspective of like the army, kind of right. He mm. said if the woman was in the army, right. And they were going to send troops to somewhere else. Who do you think they would choose, either a man or a woman? And out of the, all those answers, they chose men. Oh, they're stronger. Women are more delicate. They're made to be, have babies. They're made to mm. do to cook, to do this. And it's so crazy now in age that I heard those answers, like this day and age, and they were still the same. And I was so discouraged by that, yeah. especially men that are like in their 30s or in their 40s, because that's who I work around and stuff like that their political views are like all over the place so it kind of hurt me because they see how hard I work all day and they call me a hard-working woman but they don't see me as a hard woman can you yeah.
1: like quickly I, I just want to like bring up something that you talked to me about mm-hmm. and how like even within your own workplace you see you have a sense of privilege just because your mother is the GM yeah and you're an Afro-Latina but your mother is the GM, GM and she's Pretty white past. My,
2: mo- my mother is whitewashed. We lived in Puerto Rico for 12 years and we do not speak Spanish in our household. We do not have Spanish. Like, you know, it, the, the heritage is not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right now, in my day, like how, how I am right now, I'm trying to find myself within my culture and I can't because I have nothing to go based off of. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, that's hard. And if you bring that up, finish your... Yeah,
1: because, like, you were telling me how, like, you had a friend who tried to, like, get a job there and how she was trying to work there. And she was, like, a black girl.
2: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, thank you, because I'm about to expose. I'm sorry, guys, but I'm about to expose. I came into the job, and I work as housekeeping. Now, as you know, what's the general, you know, perspective of a housekeeper? You're either Hispanic or Hispanic. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So I walk into the work, and as an Afro-Latina, I'm pretty, you know, dark-skinned, tan, and I'm looking around and I tell my mom, hey, like, there's no diversity in here. Like, there's no diversity in here. So I get my friend, Z. She's she's African-American. She wanted a job. So at first I was like, listen, mom, she has two kids. She has college experience. You can put her in the front desk. You can put her in housekeeping. I can train her. I have no problem. Oh, I don't think she's going to get, you You know, the gist of it. A lot of people in, in her criteria can't do the job that we need to be done. Oof. And I looked at her and I said, what criteria are you talking about? Are you talking about the skills? Like I'm very with my mom. I'm very radical because I'm trying to change her perspective on things. Yeah. And since I'm dark skin as well, that's something that me and her clash with. That's like, it's like the first line. Mm-hmm. So I, I try to break those boundaries so that she at least has a different mindset. So I bring Z whatever. Z, Z was working nice. She was working hard, whatever. She looks at the schedule. She misses a day because the schedule, this, the way the schedule works, the new schedule doesn't come in. So she was her day off was the day the schedule came out. So the next day she had to work. She missed work. We were going to be able to pick her up, but my mom was on the phone like, oh, why can't she do anything right? This is why I didn't want to hire her. This is why those people can't do nothing right. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, like, I cannot believe it. And the generalization. And that comes to like the politics and like relationships and stuff like that, like with the Trump thing and everything. Like, I feel like that has given her like, and she's like the GM. So she's making money. She's light skin. She's privileged. Mm -hmm. She wears blue contacts because she doesn't want to show her black eyes. Like, you know what I mean? You can't judge somebody who's raw and right there and in your face when you're trying to put a facade up. You yeah. know what I mean? How yes. dare you insult somebody just because they can't do something to your criteria? What's your criteria? Because we can't see it. Yeah. If you were strong and bold and were like, yeah, this is how I am, then I could respect the fact that you have opinions on somebody else. But if you're trying to create this facade and still judging people, that's kind of hypocritical. Yeah, when it's not
0: supported by fact. Exactly. like That's a huge thing. Like, discrimination happens all of the time, mm-hmm. so y'all, I just I love that story. I think I mean I hate it. Like that's a terrible no, yeah, situation. but it's I'm like so educational, yeah,
2: because and then we started hiring more people of color. Then she fired Z, and then then all the people of color just started falling off. So right now in the current time, I am the only dark Afro Latina there, mm-hmm. and my mom's leaving to New Jersey, and I don't think we're gonna have another. African-American person there because of the views. Yeah. I'm the only dark person in that hotel. And I think it is,
1: it comes again to the fact that, like, you're her daughter. That's I'm it.
2: her daughter. And if I wasn't her daughter, I would have not gotten that yeah. job. It's yeah. the same
1: thing with, like, people who, like, those are kind of, like, white-privileged people uh, who like date a black person or have like a black friend, and they <laughs> use that as so like, their
0: advantage. Like, like, oh, I can't be racist because I have a black friend. Like, yeah. literally, like I, I feel like I've heard that from every or single I'm not like white, or I'm white New
1: York. Like, language. yes, oh, or like, right, right. oh yeah. my yeah. god,
0: I don't even want to talk about that because, like, that's I a know- whole also topic. New
1: York is just like coming from New York. It's a melting. Pot. It's so it's a melting pot, but like it's interesting because like in the current society we live in, it's like everybody wants. To have the attributes of being an african-american but nobody wants the actual experience of being african American. and it
2: sucks because I, you nobody know, wants hey, to advocate for exactly
1: african-american for yeah literally that's what it is i
2: brought my first boyfriend now this is why i don't like hispanic men because she's always telling me why don't you be with a spanish boy spanish boys are gonna teach you right da, da, da. i bring mm-hmm. black men home and they make subtle racist jokes and then they get mad that i get mad and like You know, when after somebody says the same joke too many times, it's not a joke. And they're telling the truth. They're just subliminally telling you the truth. And that's how it is currently. And it's like, how dare you judge somebody because they're two shades darker than me. But look at my skin complexion. If I was to walk in with you somewhere, Mm. um, they're not going to think you're my mother. They're going to think you adopted me because I look nothing like you. Yeah, Mm. exactly. And I think
1: that also ties in a lot. Like, dating, not only, like, dating somebody with different views as you, but, like, dating somebody who doesn't match the political views of your family.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, and I feel like we see a lot. So a lot of this has to tie in with like how our generation is kind of raised too, because you know we see. I feel like when we see these like subliminal racist kind of like microaggressions, it's it comes from a place that like our parents. Like regardless, all of our parents came from different places, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our parents, regardless, were not privileged to grow up with in, the internet. With the internet or in a culture of diversity, yeah. essentially. And like it's it's really strange because, you know, that's why I feel like a lot of Gen Zers especially are very, very passionate about, you know, like combating racism because we don't see it that way. In fact, we don't even recognize diversity except for when it's not present. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just, I think that that's a really, really important thing to acknowledge. Um, I think that's literally so terrible and so crazy, but it's, it's true. This is literally a living um, example of how discrimination is still
2: happening. Like the fact, you know, strongly strongly, because it's like within the community. It's not like something like subliminally like nobody's gonna ever notice the comp that like that whole situation that happened. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna bring light to it. Everybody's just gonna pass it off and it's just gonna be another story that happened. Right. But if it was put in a light to where oh my god you're racially discriminating anybody, put on the applications that anybody could be hired because if you have ten people and let's say one one Hispanic person and nine people African American, you're gonna choose that one Hispanic person because you think they could do the job better. Like yeah. that. That's where I, my like that's where I come with my frustration, and that's where it ties in with political views and stuff like that. Because the way Donald Trump presents the African American community is disgusting. Yeah, and and actually the Latinx community as well. Yeah, expe- especially, but like in the reference of her, she's so whitewashed that I can't say that she's from a Hispanic community right. because of how whitewashed she, she is. Exactly, yeah. and you know,
0: I honestly I want to go ahead and say like that is not really even her fault because we have lived in, in a society that, you know, you see what fucking happened in, you know, the 1700s with the Native Americans. They're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, They're so like- convert convert to paganism or Christianity or whatever the fuck. Or we or, kill you. Or we're going to kill you. And take your kids and, and it raise like, them up in that. Exactly. It's been that same culture you know, all along and it's really just like comes from a place of ignorance. But yeah, I yeah. wanted to bring this back to you, Lola, because mm-hmm. one thing that you said um, was that you, you don't really date uh, latinx men no very much and i wonder how much of that is tied to your identity as a bisexual latina
2: because so i know I, there's a lot of like masochist so the thing is yes the thing is hispanic women you wake up you make your man coffee eggs with bread that's so kind
1: of what it's expected yeah, of you. yeah you
2: you you need to get up and it can you need to clean like you know what i mean that's how my mom is to this day she'll work an eight-hour shift and my dad will be home for four hours and he won't cook but she has to come from the long day at home and cook i'm not trying to be like that Mm -hmm. and i feel like with a lot of latin men they since they're grown up with their moms taking care of them it's privilege no
1: i have like a close family friend too which ties into this who i love her so much she's so great but she coddles her sons like literally like she She's like, oh no, like I have to go home. Like they're gonna come this, from school. Uh, I have to cook for them. Like, okay. They can't cook for themselves. This is gonna
2: be crazy, but like it's the same thing. Mast- uh, this is gonna take like a whole other turn. Masturbation. Oh no, important. A, okay. Yeah. I when I when my mother found out I was masturbating, she called me a whore. She said nobody's gonna want me because I I did too much, or nobody's gonna think about me the same way because I saw myself as a dirty thing. Yeah, spoiled goods. Perfect. No way. Now my little brother's thirteen. And she'll be like, why don't you play with your pee-pee? It's going to get bigger. No way. Like, oh, go watch porn in the car. He is my fucking witness. No fucking and, and way. And it's just like, that whole, like... That is such a double standard. And exactly. Exact, and I deal with that constantly. That's why I moved out when I was 17. Because it was constant bumping heads. That's why I would never be in a relationship with someone who has fucking different crazy. views than me. Because I've already been yeah. in a long-term relationship where me and my mother had different views yeah yeah. well
0: that's crazy too I mean you know that's like we see that that is a very blatant kind of like you know rhetoric that Mm -hmm. like you are expressing to us but we see that a lot in culture too because you know even then like my sister is a millennial she's pretty open-minded like you know she definitely is not like my parents generation but like you know we had this conversation about like vibrators and like purchasing a vibrator she's like I don't own one, I'll never have one, blah, blah, blah. blah. And I'm like, okay, like, you're married. So that's one thing. But, like, here's the thing. You still have
2: one if you're married, though. I know.
0: I'm just saying, like, that's kind of, like, what she used to, like, kind of justify it. Oh, I get it. And then the whole thing with that is, like, I'm like, yeah, but, like, you know, I think it's fine if women have them. Like, I don't think it makes them nasty. I think it's – I think you should have one if you're a single woman because it'll keep you from making rash decisions and hooking up with people that you don't necessarily Mm. trust or want to hook up with. And it's like, you know, I – but then we, like, no one ever wants to have the conversation about, you know, men masturbating. he's like, oh, yeah, of course they do that. That's all they do. Of course, do. but it,
2: it, because of how normalized she put it, it was, like, so unfair. I was, I sat there. My brother gets privilege, privileges that I never got because I made that path for him. Yeah. Because I was noticing that he was going down the same path as me. He was becoming more to himself because our our parents are very conservative people, and, and I will put it like that because that's how it is. Mm. Um. And I paved the way for him. Like, he would not be able to be the open, funny, giggly boy that he is because I had to go through all the crying, all the doors shut on my face, all the ass whoopings, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and all, of the, all like, of the microaggressions towards,
0: like, you being a slut. critiques,
2: small. everything. Like, with me smoking weed because of my condition, I have bipolar disorder. I smoke weed because it levels my head and it levels my emotions to, like, a certain standpoint. My mother was very like, "Oh no, that's a bad drug. You're doing crack. You're doing this. You're doing that." And I'm just like, "You're not. You're not understanding the fact that this helps me because of the fact that yeah. you're so close-minded." Yeah. Exactly. Well, they
0: also grew up in a generation like you, our parents all grew up in that. I mean, your parents were in yeah. Colombia, I mean, but I'm sure they probably still no, suffered would, to no, some no. extent from the from the um, Reagan era. We're on oh, drugs, which is really sure. a, a Especially war because of Colombia. People. Colombia too. Yeah, and people of color.
1: Because co- Colombia, like, even like, nowadays, especially with like, I am gonna put like Netflix on blast. Every okay. single Colombian like show that they put out is it's always narcos. about drugs. It's yeah, the always Yeah, it's It's yeah. always that. I and mean, it's, it's think always drugs. so right. I mean, they have like Separuja, which is like really good. And it's like.
2: But it's, it's like, it's like sci fi. It's yeah. not really like.
1: Yeah, I actually, know.
2: based exactly. In, I know. exactly but exactly if
1: it is based in real life, it's always based on drugs, and yeah. that's what like me and my mom. We can agree on that. Like we find it so like blasphemous that they reduce like our nationality to drugs to just cartels. It's, it was, is so respectful. It it's like, so dumb. disrespectful.
0: Yeah. I agree with that. I don't. I, I don't like that rhetoric at all. But that's also another reason that like from what I understand, Colombian parents are very like they advocate against drugs very strongly, so strong. a lot more strongly than you know my Caucasian dad and my. Mm. Half Japanese mother, like you know, yeah, because it's just, we
1: literally were directly impacted by the war on drugs, yeah, and by Pablo Escobar, by pretty much like all. And of I that. feel
2: like that—that's usually the what they go to. The because if it wasn't for Pablo Escobar and like the big scene that that caused, Colombia would be a beautiful, like it is a beautiful it place. Is. But in the media, it wouldn't be looked at like the way that you're saying.
1: But no, it's not even like because of just Pablo Escobar. Because there's like drug cartels everywhere. But that it's literally because we are colored people yeah. because we are from Latin America. Uh, and they're yeah. like, oh, like, again, bringing you back to the whole Trump thing, like, calling all Hispanics Mexicans oh, bring nothing no. but rape <laughs> and drugs and, like...
0: You know, these bad characteristics that were associated with the crime, you know, in uh, those areas. But it's, like, that would be so unfair if people reduced Americans to, like, Italian mob sort of situations. Yeah. Like, if somebody watched imagine if America was only presented as like the Sopranos Mm -hmm. or like, the Bloods versus the Crips. Like, people yes. don't associate us like exactly. that. Because we have such a diverse representation in the media. Like, majority of what you find in, like, American, like, movies about Americans is, like, romance and, like, teen party and, like, all
1: yeah. this. And everyone's so in love with the American ideal because of it. But, yeah, but, like, when we, you come
2: to America, it's like,
1: oh. And then whenever <laughs> yeah. you see, like, Columbia, they're like, oh, my God, drugs, 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 drugs. That's, like, it. It's yeah, like drugs You, and you crime. don't,
0: you can't just, like, I mean, you really, like, even if you search, you probably couldn't find, like, any type of colombian narrative that's just like any other hallmark movie exactly you see on exactly. tv that's what i was kind of in in trying america. to say
2: like like the like a, a love colombian story of a man finding a woman or a woman finding. Like, a, and, and that, that, that doesn't glorify crime yeah. in some way I, yeah. exactly it happens you
1: know? but like the thing is like it only happens in the sphere of like Columbia. it's like yeah. kind of it's like outside like yeah that. outside of colombia it's like from the global perspective it's like we're only looking at latin america based on like the bad characters, bad, bad characteristics. Which ties so, into
0: like, the demonization of people of color. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Literally. And then, like, in, at the end of the day, it's, like, even if you, like, put it into, like, perspective, it's, like, you can't necessarily blame, I mean, you can't blame the governments and the society, but, like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's, like, that had a lot to do with, like, poverty and the fact that, yeah. like, we were developing nations while other already developed nations were, like, literally exploiting yeah. Not only Latin America, but let's talk about like Africa too. When people think mm-hmm. of Africa, they're like, "Oh yeah, poverty, um Egg. sickness, death." Like that's it. There's Starvation. So but it's like Africa is such a culturally diverse and culturally rich. Egypt's in place. Africa.
2: Like there's so many things in Africa. Like a lot Nigeria,
1: of people do Ghana. not know that. Yeah. In oh
0: Africa. my god, same thing, same thing in Africa that's happening in South America, but like
1: it's I- worse because they're black.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It does. It gets it it's so terrible and it's like you know, it's like a never-ending cycle of, like, just this this kind of, like, this, like, generalizations being made about certain nations and, you know, even continents of, you know, that contain a lot of people of color. But, like, really, you know, when we look back at kind of this whole conversation, like, would you say that, like, the reason that your stance on, like, politics and the reason that we are very, you know, um, like, politics of the person we date is very, very important because... We all come from parents who have butted heads with us our whole life, yeah, like that. Yeah. We've we've spent our whole life fighting, right? Yep. Like fighting yeah. our parents on politics, even way before we were ever able to vote. Yeah, way before we were even really able mm-hmm. to like grasp the entire concept of racism. We knew that it was wrong, and mm-hmm. we, yeah. we've we've been thankfully raised in a pretty liberal school system that yeah. has promoted diversity and promoted the acceptance of people of color and people of you know gender different gender backgrounds different sexual backgrounds but at the end of the day like do you think that like the resistance you face your whole life is is really the reason that you're not looking to find that partner yeah.
1: I mean yeah and it also has to like I specifically go out for people that are different from my parents mm-hmm. because of that
2: mm-hmm. like
1: I see the way that I was raised and I'm like okay I had to face a lot of like microaggressions for my parents being like a minority in different ways that they are minorities yeah um and like even like with dating and like friendships like I used to have like a best friend who we kind of like it it was like a weird gray area between like best friends and lovers like we would kind of like we would hook up sometimes we would make out we were like really close and it wasn't until like after uh me and her kind of like parted our ways that my parents like brought it to my attention they were like oh my god we're so glad like you're not dating that black girl we're so glad. We were so afraid oh for a minute, god. and I was like, oh "Why gosh. is that like an issue?" I know yeah. You're like about exactly. yeah, literally, That's it's crazy. like I can bring like I'll bring like Alexia home. I'll bring Jessica home, and these are like pretty like white passing like Hispanic girls that I'm friends with, and they'll be like, "Oh my god, like are you like it'd be so nice like if you were dating like you guys like are so cute together, whatever." And then the minute I bring a black person, they're like, "Oh no, like this is not it, not
0: it." We're like totally rejecting those those principles too, because yeah. like they were raised in it. In an era that's like you know they see these maybe they're not exposed to black people but they see the generalizations of what the media wants to say they're like oh black people and then they like see the black Panther movement and want to generalize it as like terrorism which
2: is a whole nother conversation but the way that it's presented now you're right now it depends on where your parents grow up like with my mother being from new york and being from brooklyn the melting pot the, I cannot comprehend why she's the way she is. Oh, no, I feel the it same, It must man. have been a personal like, – well, It's pos- the way she the was other thing, possible. too,
0: is like – I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie, like, Do the Right Thing. It's a Spike Lee movie, and it's literally about racial tensions in Brooklyn. There's still a lot of racial tensions, yeah. even in melting pot communities. Like, mm-hmm. people want to make generalizations about each other and just make assumptions.
1: Yeah, even, so- like, coming from Queens, like, because – predominantly queens is very latino and like asian american and then you have um like brooklyn and bronx are like more black they're mm-hmm. more black communities exactly. yeah. and like growing up my parents were like don't go to the bronx don't go to brooklyn there's so many black people so many things are like you're like you're don't go there at night don't be there at all like yeah. i don't want you there past like 5 p.m like you don't know what's gonna happen yeah so it's like even in like these big cities like, you get like
2: this, like, microaggression, yes. and it's like, like racism, and, and it's good that you powered out of that. No, like, some I have to stay in that oh. mode of like okay, against this is what I my really parents like,
1: taught me. So I have to believe it. Yeah, exactly.
2: which is
0: great because I feel like, you know, psychology says like, we look, we search for somebody who, if you had a secure relationship with your parents, you search for somebody who has yeah. the same characteristics. And like, for me, for example, like I've seen my parents, we don't agree on anything political wise. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty much how it is. And I agree with that to an extent. Cause I, like, my dad was really present in my life. He was always working really hard. He was always very like educated, you know, and so I think I search for that in a person, I search for his characteristics but not his his political views because mm-hmm. I wasn't privileged to grow up with like-minded parents. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So, I don't know. That's kind of
2: my my take on it. There's
1: just like, like weird dating and like having like all this I don't want to say trauma but like this kind of like
2: no you can say trauma because trauma is a very it's a very it's a strong word yeah. but it's very versatile yeah it's and like you can this, it addresses yeah. a
1: lot all this that i grew up even like i've been i'm honestly so privileged and so glad that like i was able to like grow up with like a younger and an older sister so i could see like the the privilege i have being a man in like yeah. the latino community yeah and seeing like how differently my parents raised them to how I was raised.
0: Yeah exactly. I it's mean, like yeah. It's you, crazy.
1: It's so crazy like I, even like growing up like growing up lately like um, I me and my mom always have very strong discussions pretty much like arguments about how my sister should be raised mm-hmm. especially now that she was coming into like sexual maturity uh, and I don't want to put like my sister's like stuff on blast or anything but pretty much like my mom's stance on like the pill or like contraceptives or even like tampons like I was like tampons are like they're oh. good for you like it's it's great like you can like, use
2: them they're convenient uh, they're so
1: much more convenient like you they can don't move reduce better reduce your
2: purity oh, I had a whole problem with my mom but I'm going finish your story yeah I yeah. know and
1: it's like so because like me and my mom like my sister we kind of like I did not want my mom to, like, make my sister do things just because my mom wanted it. Yeah. And my mom was always like, oh, no, she can't wear a tampon. I'm like, why can't she wear a tampon? Yeah. like
0: because, why? And
1: then my mom was like, yeah. oh, because, like, she's not going to be, like, a virgin anymore. Yeah, and I'm like, well, that's okay.
0: so... So, yes, I, I think those are, like, entirely valid. And, like, I feel like we could do an entire episode on just, like, this whole conversation of, like, being raised by ethnic parents and, like, their stances on those things. Because they're definitely a lot more different than, than white parents' In a little close on time what we have done we really didn't write a whole lot on the script besides kind of what you heard at the beginning of the episode but it seems that our parents are the huge influence for why we are so divisive and why we are so strong on just finding a partner who agrees with us mm-hmm. that's the
2: conclusion i think too, too. Yeah. yeah i think
0: that's crazy because that, we th- this was not planned we weren't really trying to talk about our parents too much on this episode. So. I think we've really explored the topic and yeah. kind of gotten to the understanding. But it is that important that is. because
1: it does affect your dating, like life. Yeah, it, it
0: is. Does. Yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very, you know, it, it's very. I think it's a great thing to acknowledge. I think we've basically just some science right there. But like, <laughs> borderline final statement. I don't fuck Republicans.
1: It gets too messy. It
0: gets too messy. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. Thank you guys so much for thank being you. on the episode today. I love it. I love it so much. Like just the amount of, you know.
1: Narratives. Narrative
0: like, that we get from from being here today. So thank you guys so much for, for being on here. I'm so course. glad. I'm so happy. Um, thank you guys to everyone listening. I hope you gained something um, and a new perspective from this episode. Um, I'm going to be trying to post more often. So you'll see me soon. All right. Thanks so much. And uh, peace out to be paid, hustle no major way, Rollin in them Chevys in the 98's and skills to be paid, hustle ain't no major way, Rollin in them Chevys in the 98's and